Well, hello, friends. Welcome to this episode of Real Truth Real Quick. It is great to be with you again. I am with my friend Jonathan Pakluta, JP, author of a great book called Welcome to Adulting. Come on. And uh, it's a book about really reaching the next generation, helping them understand about where life is. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. It's good to have it. you. It's, it's great good to, to have be you. here. Good to share life and ministry with you. But we're going to answer a question today that is, it makes sense that you're sitting there. And the question is, how do we reach, how can the church reach the next generation? So we hear this all the time, right, from every other church leader, like, man, you guys seem to be really connecting with the next generation. Yeah. How can we do that? And why is the church universally in America, primarily, and, and around the world, we see it already in Europe, why are we not able to reach this next generation? Yeah, well, let me start by saying Jesus has always been about reaching and using and deploying the next generation, even as he selected the disciples. I mean, he could have used anybody, right? He could have used infants and geriatrics, senior citizens, anybody, and he grabbed these young men, you know, maybe 18 to 35, we don't know exactly how old they were, but young adults probably, and, uh, and use them to change the world. And so one thing, um, it is sad to me that they say the millennials or young adults or Gen Z is leaving the church in droves. Um, the nuns is the fastest growing religion that they, they say, hey, I'm spiritual but not religious. But I think the same thing that my heart responded to when I came here and heard, heard you boldly preaching from the Word of God is, and, and not just that, but being honest is you were authentic and you weren't holier than thou, you know, walking a foot above the earth. And so just kind of leading with a limp. And so the first thing that I would give your listeners is authenticity. They don't want you to be some replica of your favorite celebrity pastor, that you would be you. I've heard it said that, you know, preaching is God's word poured through personality. And so what does it mean for you to stand up there um, and just understand who God made you to be, know yourself, like yourself, be yourself, all things I've heard you say. And, uh, and preach the Word of God you know, with authenticity. The second thing I think about is vision. Is young adults, they, the next generation, they want to do something bigger than themselves. What greater vision than what God calls us to in His Word, to give our life away, uh, to become a part of the church, the most powerful movement the world has ever seen. And so as you stand up, the proverb says, where there is no vision, the people perish. As we stand up there, you know, saying, hey, this is, you weren't just made for the club and the bar uh, for the next one night stand, you know, to wake up with a hangover, but God made you for a purpose. Uh, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, to walk in good works, which he prepared in advance for us to walk in. And as you call them to that purpose, you call them to that vision, uh, they respond to it. And then lastly, I would just say, uh, deploying them. And so something you know, that I've stolen from you is we don't do ministry to people, but through people. And so what does it look like to call them here and say, okay, now you're not just giving to the church. We're not just exploiting you. You are the church. And so every gift and talent that you've been given, every skill that you have, God gave you for himself. What does it look like for that to be deployed within the local body mm. and, uh, and have them serve and call them to something? That's it. Uh, you know, and really, and as we've said a lot, that's just not how you reach Gen Z and the millennials. That's how you reach everybody. Yeah. And the reason the church is losing its voice and losing its influence in the culture is because there's a lack of authenticity and leadership, lack of integrity and character. When Paul spoke, he said, man, the things you have learned and received, heard and seen in me, practice these things. And part of that is confession. Part of that is, hey man, here's where I'm needed to learn to appropriate the Spirit. Here's where I'm broken. Here's where Jesus is enough for me. Uh, here's where my wife and I are working through issues in our marriage. Here's where I'm dealing with my uh, struggles with lust or control or anger. Are you saying that if I'm in ministry, 
that I, I should from the pulpit <laughs> or in front of other people say that I'm struggling in my marriage? Are you saying I should admit that? Well, the, you know, here's what I tell people all the time when, the, when I talk to them, I go, why do, you, why do you want to lie, make God's word untrue when you sit there and you say, we don't have ever, ever have problems in our marriage, right? Because the Bible says, uh, you know, when you marry, such will have trouble. Yeah. And so, yeah, for you as a, as a spiritual leader who's not yet glorified, to be able to tell people, yeah, man, I, I've got some issues that I want to see uh, Christ prevail in my life. I want to, as Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, excel still more. Mm -hmm. So you do lead out of that. When the church fails to do that, when there's a lack of authenticity, the goal of our instruction, the scripture says, is love from a pure heart, a good conscience, a sincere faith. Okay? So, you know, let them see that you sincerely are practicing what they're practicing. And people, I mean, I'm telling you, when you talk to a young person, we say this all the time, you know, kids don't want to grow up and go, man, when I get older, I want to be polite. Yeah. I want to be a good citizen. Mine don't anyway. Right. I want to, well, yeah, but I want to, I want to live in a, a neighborhood and, and, uh, and get the best lawn, right? Yeah. I think when people grow up, you know, kids say, man, I want to be Batman, right? I want to be a fireman. I want to run into burning buildings and rescue people. Come on. And, um, and so if the church isn't modeling that God's calling you to a life of greatest meaning, greatest purpose, greatest value, why, why would they want to come and sit and listen to you talk? Yeah. Your personality, right? If preaching yeah. is, is the word of God poured out through a personality, as you've said, uh, your personality is not that good yeah. that the next generation wants to sit and watch it, right? Breaking Bad or uh, Stranger Things, there's something that's better out there. Reasons, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think that's, I think that's so true. And, and the generation of, hey, get your act together, tuck in your shirt, let's go in here and pretend like we have it all together, like we're the perfect family. Like that's what you're seeing is they're rebelling against that. They're saying, man, I'm out on that. I'm looking for something more real, deeper, more meaningful than that. And, and we get to offer it to them. One of the things that I love about my friend JP is he articulates this as well as anybody. And so if you're part of the next generation or know somebody that is, he wrote a little book called Welcome to Adulting that I could not recommend more uh, because it welcomes them not to uh, a life of boredom and monotony, but a life of purpose and meaning, right? And so JP was part of the next generation that was reached with this book. That's true. And uh, we are zealous for folks to know the living God. Reading this book will help you understand the goodness of it. JP, man, we're glad you joined us. Hey, thank you, brother, for having me. And, I appreciate uh, you. Check out theporch.live. Check out resource at watermark.org. And let us know if there's any questions you want us to answer about life and leadership and the world we live in. We'll see you next time another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.